nobody touchy touchy. Yeah, yeah, nobody touchy touchy. My stuffy stuffy. <laughs> yeah. That sounded sexual. That sounded sexual. No, it didn't. Did it? <laughs> no touchy, my stuffy. I don't know. I guess that's where my brain's at. It's been a while. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, it hasn't been as long as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> uh, i'm in this chapter of finally kind of working on myself and healing and getting better and hence this this week's topic anxiety right i have a lot of anxiety i have a lot to work on myself before i can date someone else i don't want to unload all my crap onto someone new whoever i meet i want to see in the lens of a healthy individual not of looking for a rescuer Right. I want my counterpart. I want my equal. My life is already great. And they're just coming along and making it better or joining my great life instead of my life being shitty. And they're trying to help me not collapse. I like to think of it as you get happy, right? And then you meet somebody and then together you amplify each other's happiness. I think people look for someone to make them happy. Sure. I think that was definitely the case in my marriage was my ex always said how unhappy he was as a person. Mm. So then it's somehow my responsibility to make this person happy. Oh, a thousand percent. And I can only amplify the happiness. Yeah, that's what I got too. I got three nights a week, if not more. I hate my life. I want to die. I'm starting to get into that headspace where I'm understanding what happened to me, first off, because I didn't even know what I was in. I just knew I couldn't do it anymore. Our souls, who we are, was dying. Yeah. In this state of fight or flight all the time and survival mode and like all this stuff. And now, like a year later, I'm just now getting it. We'll get into our topic. We'll just do some catch up first. Yeah, let's do some catch up. Uh, so what's been going on with your week, Em? I moved. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I was worried about you. That's that's just a lot. And you said, what is that, like your seventh move in two years or, or I don't know, something like that? <laughs> seventh move in six years. And I'm doing a ton of projects, cleaning like crazy. Yeah, so the move, that was a lot. But you are, we're recording yeah. today, so you're alive. I'm alive. I made it through. I finished up at my apartment. I had to do my walkthrough with my landlord. Holy crap. This guy was inspecting every little nook and cranny. Right. He got on my case about some ceiling vent that had a like a clip that had broken off a little tiny plastic <laughs> clip like the size of your pinky's fingertip. It was broken when I moved in, but I guess like over the course of the year, the piece fell off. And so he's like, this right. is broke. Just do your foreign accent. Maybe he's like Russian or Ukrainian or us. Right, but just do your Russian accent when you, when you imitate him. So yeah, he's this big guy. He's got a bald head, <laughs> very like intimidating. Jeez. And this is very dusty. <laughs> Okay, like, should I tell you about the inch of dust I vacuumed around this part, you know, when I moved in? But anyway, right. I don't know 
how much he's going to take out of my security deposit, but he's definitely taking out Jeez. stuff. It's kind of crazy because if you knew the way that I lived, I you'd be like, I can't believe that M is getting dinged with like security deposit stuff. But this is what I'm talking about, like this Jeez. little tiny plastic clip that holds up like a vent register on your ceiling i was like i never touched that <laughs> yeah you and i were joking because you had some tenants that were like from hell yes and we had wished they had that landlord because oh it i know been like godzilla versus king kong it, i would have <laughs> paid to watch that go down <laughs> me too i'm serious my landlord would have ripped my tenants a new asshole it's just like they would not have survived he would have been curled up in the corner in a fetal position <laughs> fetal position yeah i would have loved to see that because your tenants were awful yeah. they just are awful people yeah, so I have one more thing to share about my move. Okay. So the last day of my move, my roommate and I, we got everything out. This is literally now the last bits. Okay. He offered to help walk me to my car and carry something. Shocking, because he's literally never done that. Okay, so <laughs> we walked to my car, and then he still didn't have a place to live. He never oh my God. looked or found a place, right? So he was like, oh, uh, so does, like, is your place mm. still available? Mm. <laughs> I said, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. I haven't found a roommate yet, you know. And yeah. he goes, well, you know, we can still text. I'm like, we never <laughs> texted when we were rooming together. <laughs> I know. Oh, he's missing you. He is missing me because he even told me, I'm going to miss oh. you. And then he said, yeah, and when you were gone the last few days, he goes, I was, like, missing you. I was like, oh, That's she's so gone. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'm, I'm so glad you had a good roommate experience. I re-listened to our roommate podcast yeah. the other day, and wow, you've had some really bad roommates. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just a sweet kid. Sweet kid. He's Grown man. Well, he's in his 30s. I don't know. I think of him as a kid. D dude, when we were 36, we were already 10 plus years into a marriage. And a lot of people I know already had like 10 year old kids at that point easily. Right. He's one of those that just hasn't grown up. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So that's just weird. At 36, two kids and been married for like 13 years <laughs> being 36 you're not a baby i just think of him as a kid because that's where he's at in life but i mean he's a nice guy i don't mean to discredit him or rag on him yes and he was trustworthy yeah he's a good roommate he's a good roommate my week kind of ties into our topic so mm -hmm. i had a lot of stressful things happen but honestly i've been doing so much work that it's crazy. It didn't stress me out. And so that's the takeaway. It's awesome. Things that I'm going to share with our audience today has literally been working in my life. And it's like <gasps> so exciting to talk Ooh. about because if you listen to the past year of this podcast, it's like days of Laurel's <laughs> lives. It's still like that, but at least like there's going to be a lot more positivity the biggest thing is like my daughter, she's going to college here and she is at a dorm and needs to go to an apartment. And they had an apartment. Her roommate found them an apartment for four of them. She couldn't get her application together because her dad was helping her. I used to manage all that. It fell through. The whole apartment for all the kids. Mm. Like all the parents did the application. It was a big deal. So I said, I'll do it. She goes, but mom, you don't have any money. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll figure it out. Okay. We're going to get this figured out. I spent all day. I spent like two full days. I didn't go to work. I just worked on her apartment. And I'm happy to report 
that as of about an hour ago, we have an apartment for her. <laughs> wow. And it's a hard because these kids secure these apartments like back in December. Yeah. Right? So that was stressful. And that would have probably set me spiraling, not crazy spiraling, but I would have been nervous. I would have mm-hmm. been thinking about it. And I wasn't. I was at peace. I knew we would find an apartment oh, like wow. the manifesting. Awesome. I have some exciting news to share with you, Am. I've been waiting to tell you. <laughs> tell me, tell me. Okay, it's probably going to be a letdown, but I've lost six pounds. <gasps> yeah. Okay, I don't care. My audience knows. All right, I always will rely on those stupid, like, amphetamine, fen-fen. Yeah, you're taking meth. Yeah, it's just like, you're taking meth. I've been doing it since my daughter was born. I would go once a year, take it for six weeks, drop, like, all my weight, and I'd be skinny for, like, three months, and then I would gain it back. That's what I've been doing. I've just been cheating, okay? Sounds super healthy, by the way. <laughs> I know. Dude, my liver or my kid, I don't know, my system. I can't Your organs are like, <laughs> can we, mercy, mercy. I know. I'm going to have to do some crazy detox at some point, but I'm doing it the right way. So I've become a, instead of a, on this meth pseudo drugs or order to lose weight, I'm an apaholic. I'm calling myself an apaholic. So I am like been downloading all these freaking self-help apps and i downloaded lose it now i've downloaded and i'm sure our audience has too all those freaking calorie counters and it never works right but i am here to tell you i think because of doing the affirmations uh, and honestly i just told my therapist yesterday it's not like i'm working hard it's not like i'm sitting there studying the affirmation and then writing it down Mm -hmm. and then like breaking it apart now i do do that when I do mm-hmm. the reels. But honestly, all I'm doing is scrolling and reading them. I mean, and they pop up on my phone like 10 times a day. So I read them. That's all I'm doing. And it's literally happening without me even knowing it's happening. That's awesome. Yeah. So because of that, I think my attitude with the diet app is a positive as well. And so it's, it hasn't been hard. I'm eating. I just have to eat within my calories. So I wanted moderate weight loss, which it hasn't I've only been doing it for a week and a change and I've lost six pounds. So it hasn't been real moderate, but it's coming off of me. I thought I couldn't lose it. I'm I'm menopausal. I can't lose weight. No, it's it's like a pound a day. Wow. I mean, that's like, wow. Yeah. Now that's the first week. As we all know, when you diet the first week, it comes off quicker because it's like water weight or whatever. I'm set up to lose a pound and a half a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm eating 1200 calories a day right now and it's not hard. So I have a question. Yeah. So what's the difference between Lose It and Noom? Because I believe you tried Noom and you had some initial success with that. I did. So Noom is tries to get into the psychology of it. It's a lot more expensive. That was like $99 for three months. Whoa. So it's like having a little counselor, therapist, diet technician or whatever with you. This lose it's way better because I'm already getting the psychology side of it from my other apps. So I don't really need the psychology to help me. What I think is helping me is you get to check off lists all day long. So I do like that. There's goals that you set. And since I'm doing so many apps right now, I'm trying, okay, no more apps. Well, you're done. (laughs) But I'm doing like three apps right now, like a mood app, an affirmation app, a column app, and the diet app. I'm keeping track. Sometimes I get confused. Where am I supposed to? Yeah. But I go on each one every day and I log in and each one is a little different. But the psychology I'm probably getting from everything else. Also my lifestyle. I know I go out a lot, but I don't go out when my daughter's home. I basically have stopped eating by five or six o'clock fast. Oh, wow. So, and then it's fun because there's a clock on there. 
go on the app and you watch the clock mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I've been five hours into my fat. I don't know. It's just motivation. It seems like it's much more productive. Right. And so I would just want this to be long term. I don't want this just to lose weight. Before I started the app, I was just eating whatever. That was my big news. I want to tell you about that in the apartment. And then two more shout outs and then I'm done. Yesterday was an amazing day. Literally back to back, I was getting phone calls from my older kids. So my son had his first day at his internship, his engineering paid internship. He's over the moon. So he's literally going to get to work on a robot in space that picks up trash. A space <laughs> robot. <laughs> That's awesome. A janitor, space robot. That's what he's going to be working on. So I'm super excited for my son. We had a difficult time with him and he had some stuff and he's doing so well. And then my daughter, Audrey, got offered her first paid theater camp teacher position. So literally, this is her thing. And now she's in college. She's missing the arts, but she's just trying to get acclimated to college. She hasn't auditioned yet for anything at school. But now she's going to be working with this organization for their theater camps. We've had such a difficult year and yeah. just to see the two kids thriving is just wind in my sail. And my therapist was like, wow, mm -hmm. when I started with her, which wasn't that long ago, it didn't take long. Like, I'm very excited that I'm seeing positive things happening in my life. Just, I feel better. Hopefully it just kind of snowballs. The good things keep snowballing and Right. Right. Okay. So we can go into our topic. Okay. Hold on a minute. First off, congratulations oh. to Ethan and Audrey for their new positions. Today is March 1st that we're recording. You guys won't hear this until Tuesday. We have our schedule now set that we record on Wednesday, and then the episode gets posted the following Tuesday. Whoop, whoop. We are officially done with our Valentine's Month giveaway. We don't even need to do a drawing <laughs> because there was only one oh, review no. that was non-family related because actually, Shar Shar, she left us a review and I'm going to read it. But real quick, I do want to read the review from our winner. So our winner, Allie, if you're still listening... You won, so you get to pick the lipstick or you get to pick the slim wallet. So this is why Allie left us. Five stars. Love these ladies. This is where we're going to like pat ourselves on the back and feel good. I know. I passed yes. my days at work listening to podcasts and I'm so, so happy that I found conservative chick chat. Your content is amazing and I love the way that you play off of each other. Exclamation point. So, Ali, you won. Shar Shar also left us Yay. a review. However, Aww. because she's family, <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Sorry, Shar. It's not fair, but <laughs> gosh darn it, Shar Shar. I so appreciate your review. So, here's what Shar left. Always anticipating the next episode. Five stars. These gals are so contagious and real and Ooh. funny and sweet and authentic. Oh my Aww. gosh, I love this girl. Dang, Char. This part is fun. She goes, I appreciate their fun and sometimes helpful topics. Shar's <laughs> really funny. She's super witty, as you can tell. She's a smart girl. I love that. I love what she wrote. Thank you, Shar. I love you. She's my cousin, everybody. If you don't know, she's my first cousin. Love you, Shar. Yes, thank you, Shar. When I'm listening to L&M podcast, it feels like I'm hanging with a couple of girlfriends and I laugh along with them and answer out loud to questions <laughs> they ask each other. These chicks rock. Oh, I love it. 
They are so fun, and I always find myself wanting more conversations to listen to, double exclamation point. So it's kind of cute because she goes, when I listen to L&M podcasts, I'm like, maybe we should change our name. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm not opposed to it because we're not completely branded yet. Having conversations with non-political people, and I'm talking about my podcast, and then when I bring up the name, you know, it's either they're going to love it or hate it, right? Right. Let our audience know I'm coming up to CM in a couple weeks. Literally, it's going to be a working vacation because we're going to really work on this podcast and video stuff and kind of work more like on our plan and like our business plan and like really try to grow it. And so why don't we just table that conversation until when I come up and we'll really look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh When you hear conservative chick chat, you think it's going to be just all political When I've been writing some descriptions about our show, I have to counter it and say, we're not just a political podcast. And I would say primarily, we're like 90% we're not political. And then we pepper it in, but that's just our background, as if you were listening to any other podcast and they pepper in with their liberal beliefs and background. Right. It's right. So I guess I'm telling myself it's not a cop out. Yeah, it's not a cop out. All right, we may be renaming ourselves, folks. Yeah, we may be. So, all right, cool beans. We should be called Lauren Marr. Lauren Marr! Wait, did you, uh, there's this movie, gosh, we're getting sidetracked, and I want want you to see it because I watched it, and I thought it was so funny. Yeah. It was Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. (laughs) I gotta watch that. Maybe we should watch it when you come. Yeah, thousand percent. Because I have a projector and a huge white wall, and we're going to be like in the movie theater. Wait till you see it. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. I'm really excited. So our goal is when you come up is besides to just hang out and have fun is we're going to try and produce some videos. So wish us luck, people. Okay. Let's get into it. This episode is on anxiety. I don't know where you want to start, but go ahead. I guess maybe our personal anxiety stories if you're willing to share them but so for me I'm probably have had anxiety for the last 25 years but I never really knew it I don't know how to say I'm still trying to figure that part out but I do know the last year my anxiety has been out of the roof yeah and people that are with me can see it and it usually gets worse at night literally I have a witching hour seven to nine I'm nervous. It's actually physically painful. It's that bad feeling. Remember when you're a kid and you're in trouble at school or in trouble in general, or you know you made a huge ass mistake, your heart goes in the pit of your stomach and then it radiates through your body. That's what I've been experiencing. So I have a question. Yeah. There's this expression, your body remembers. Something was going on between 7 and 9 p.m. So that's exactly what I was going to segue into had a huge, huge breakthrough on therapy last week. Okay. I've been waiting to tell you on the podcast. I was obviously working this through with my therapist and she goes, well, that makes sense. That's the time that your husband came home from work and I had to deal with him seven to nine. That was the witching hour. So exactly my brain and my chemistry and chemicals, all that are hardwired to do fight or flight from seven to nine. It was such a good thing to know. It's been such a relief because now I know where it's coming from because I just didn't understand what was wrong with me. Now I know it's just going to go away. I mean, it'll just take a long time. 
but it's going to go away and it's already improved. So I started back on uh, Lexapro. Is that it? Uh, one of the antidepressants. So I told my therapist, is that helping? Because I've been on it a couple of weeks, but also all the positive affirmations I've been doing. So I just wanted to tell the audience my story. So that's what I'm suffering from. It, I probably have had it before. I just didn't recognize it or know what was going on because right. I was in the middle of it. So if you're in a toxic situation, God bless you. I'm really sorry. I don't really have any hard advice other than just, you know, prayer and speak with people you have trust, try to get out of it. Or, or if you can't get out of it, just work on it. I don't know what to tell those people. My solution was I left <laughs> for real after 25 years. And that was my solution. And then I didn't understand why am I not happy? Why am I not content? Why am I not thrilled? Because I still felt like I was in the situation and I'm just now coming out of it. It's been a year. But it is that hardwired. I mean, and now you're rewiring your brain. Exactly. From seven to nine is the time that I suffer mostly from anxiety. My therapist told me to come up with a routine. Routines really help. A nightly mm -hmm. routine. I haven't really implemented it yet because I'm just out <laughs> a lot of nights. But like if I am home, it is take a hot shower. So I'm relaxed. Then do my Calm app. I downloaded this thing called Calm. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. I've had Calm before, and I paid yeah. for it for a few years. Yeah, it's really good. Very helpful. Right. It's almost like $70. So it's a chunk mm -hmm. of change. So what was happening was I was going on YouTube, trying to find a meditation or relaxing music with, like, you know, the soundscape stuff and, like, on my own. And I was getting frustrated because I was spending all my time looking for the <laughs> damn thing. On the Calm app, they have 100,000 different relaxing, calm meditations. And they also have little podcasts on different topics like anxiety. I, I listened to one yesterday on victim mentality. So it's like you get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. It's high quality. And I have to say real quick is like you've come a long way because I remember one time <laughs> you came up to visit me and I was like, hey, let's do this meditation together. <laughs> and you were like, OK, so of course, meditations are meant to be slow, <laughs> not jarring. And so it starts off and there's a long pause and you're like, where is it? And I was like, relax it's coming oh my god she starts talking you're like this is too slow get to the meditation and i'm just well like... that was the problem when i did the U the youtube my dyi meditations on youtube yeah. that's exactly what was happening i'm like frick this is so freaking ass boring i'm so i'm like <laughs> bored i click on, i'm just gonna scroll facebook now so it wasn't happening but the calm app yes there's some long pauses but it's organized and it's well done right and uh -huh. so I, and I definitely I'm in a different mind frame than I was two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. That's a funny story. Yeah. Of course, I don't remember that, but I ended up shutting <laughs> it off and I was like, never mind. You're not <laughs> you can't do a meditation because this, no. this is what meditating is. Right. It's not necessarily meditation isn't necessarily so it takes you to this alternate universe <laughs> and you're in tuned with the world. It's like affirmations and just a time to just kind of reflect. They do all the work for you. You just have to sit and listen to it. And I'm telling you, just by listening to stuff or reading stuff, that's good enough. You don't have to sit there and work it out. Yeah. I don't know how it's working, but it's working. So anyways, I did Calm. Then I do Dailyo, which is like a daily mood app. And it's like basically a journal, but I'm not journaling. I have a part for a note. My longest mm -hmm. one was five sentences. Most of them are like one sentence. So mm -hmm. when I do look back, I'm trying to track my moods and what was trigger or what, my progress. And I'm literally like, I work today. Uh, I hung out with friends. It's just so I know what was going on that day to make me have that mood. 
And then I mentioned earlier, when you have anxiety, it's very easy to have a rescuer, not just a person. It can be a person, place, or thing, Mm -hmm. like a pill, like an anxiety pill or a drink or a place you go to. You really have to do it yourself. And it's not to say that you can't reach out to people to help you. Literally, if you are reaching out to somebody or something, they're not actually the one making you feel better. You're making yourself feel better. It resonated with me when I heard that lady say that because that's what I've done for like all my life is literally look to outside sources to make me feel better. That's what I'm working on. I don't want to rely on that. I'm not saying I don't talk to you um, or talk to my mom or talk to another girlfriend, but that can't be my only source. And fighting the victim mentality. I kind of pride myself on I'm not the victim, but come on, get real. We all blame right. outsides, right? Blamed my husband, blamed my situation, blamed whatever. At some point, you got to cut the crap and it's it's you. Uh, is this popular reel going on? It's me. It, uh, da, 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 da. It's like, I'm the problem. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, those outside sources did impact me. Those were my choices. And they definitely have blame in my story. But at the end of the day, I, I can't be a victim. I don't want to be a victim. It takes the power out of your hands. It does. And it's draining. And then you're at the mercy now of what your past If you want to change things, you can't just be like giving up your power and your freedom to say, well, this can't do anything. The only thing I can say is if you're in the middle of an abusive situation or a difficult situation, I don't know. I don't know what to say. The only thing I could do is get out of that situation. I'm not advocating divorce. (laughs) I mean, if you can fix it, fix it. Right. Fix it at all costs because it's the worst thing in the world. But like... I don't believe mine was fixable. I'm sorry. I was 25 years. I tried. So there was no solution for me other than removing myself. So now what? So now I'm blessed to be out of the situation. It was very costly. It's costing me a lot. But I was willing to pay the price. And I'm still willing to pay Mm -hmm. the price. And I don't regret it. So I have to move forward. Anyway, so I thought that was really good. And then just the nightly routines for me. But just a lot of the mood apps and the dieting's helping, you know, just eating healthier. I'm exercising now, which it's not a lot. I will say real fast, because I can say this now, it's fine. It's crazy. I was hit by a car walking in my neighborhood on January 1. It was bad. Luckily, wasn't in the hospital, but I was literally at doctors for a month, like three days a week. And I was thrown onto the hood and then projected like six or seven feet in the air and landed on my head <laughs> on the asphalt in the street. And so I am dealing with a head concussion and you said you've experienced a head concussion it'll probably take up to a year right you said oh yeah i've had several concussions and the last one took over a year to start feeling normal again okay yeah and the crazy thing through the accident i had all these mris we found that i had this brain tumor and i was freaking out like literally freaking out and so em did some research and then i finally went and saw a neurologist and it's literally i've had it my whole life it's technically a brain tumor but it's not it's nothing it's not a tumor it's not a tumor you call her fatty patty that's right i was <laughs> like you have to name it so i named it it's yeah. a fatty group of cells fat something like that and he's like listen you don't even never even need to come back and see me but just listen so if you gain weight the tumor will gain weight i'm like really? oh 
it's like fat anywhere else on your body. But he's like, you've probably had it since birth. Wow. So I found out all these things about myself. So literally I had messed up hips from birth. <laughs> I've had a brain tumor since birth. Like in today's technology, you find out way more than you want. So I was dealing with all these other things in my life the last few months. It's been like one thing after another, but I'm good. Yeah, the brain tumors are no biggie. I am recovering from my accident. It's just been a lot. But I'm just so happy to tell you like where I'm at. Like I'm just, I'm on my way, Em. Yeah, you are. And I'm really proud of you. And this is something I think about is like, and I've heard this before. It also, say you're having a bad day. At the end of the day, you can reframe your day. Like, Kind right. of literally like lying to yourself, right? Oh, that person was so rude or whatever. Is that you reframe your day, but you maybe also, because a lot of good things happen, is focus in on the good things that make you smile. And even if it's just, oh, but I live in this house every day, it's still, I'm so thankful I have a place to live. Right. This place is great. Or I really enjoy my hot shower or my AC works all the time or my lights. I don't know. Whatever it is, you know, look to the positives that are in your life and focus on them and then try and reframe the negative things that happen. If, you know, you had a job interview and they never called you back and you were all excited, you could say, guess what? I guess there's a better one waiting for me. That's fine. Right. And yesterday was a stressful day because I was dealing with the apartment. I had a couple other kind of major things, not major, but you know, difficult things. I didn't spiral. Yeah. Which that's what typically happens. I spiral down. I work myself up into a frenzy. I'm telling you, it was like from God, almost the Holy Spirit. Peace came upon me after each issue that I wasn't worried. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know it's going to work out. Dude, that's new. You know how things are. It's like, two steps forward, four steps yeah. back. So I'm not cured, but there will be setbacks, I'm sure. And there'll be things that I don't handle well. Like that ROA meeting I went to, I lost it. at the, I got cited for my landscaping. And so I went to this board meeting and ended up yelling at this lady. And oh, it was so bad because she butted in on this other lady and she was taking, she was get, crying and c- carrying on. And it was a bad moment. It's just one of those things. Weird things hit you at a certain time and you lose it. Yeah. And also tell yourself, because with my move and there was a lot going on, there was a lot of balls in the air. I just kept telling myself, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. It's all, yes. But I did end up spiraling. I had my meltdown because it was just overwhelming. I was just hitting walls, but I just kept fighting in regards to just telling myself, it's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. It's all going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. You were doing the soothing techniques. You were soothing yourself. Yeah, I was soothing myself, which goes back to my childhood of I was always self-soothing. Always, right? So You actually did those techniques when you were a kid? Mm, no, but I mean, like, my techniques would have been just, like, huddle yourself into a ball until you can stand up again. Yeah. And then you're like able to recover from it and bounce back. Yeah. Being resilient. If you're sick, there was not going to be any comfort. You just stay in your room. When you're better, you come out. Right. As an adult, which you also want to curl up in a ball a lot of times, but I'm just very used to it. 
as an adult, I find other ways, whether that's like physically touching my own hair or listening to a meditation that calms you down and is like telling you you're going to have a great day or something of that sort or praying to God. But that's all self-soothing because if it wasn't self-soothing, it would be literally someone to say, I've got everything. Don't you worry. I'm going to take care of you and cater to you, right? But you don't have that. You are self-soothing. Right. What's your anxiety look like? First off, I would say is that I never considered myself an anxious person or someone that dealt with anxiety. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of realized, actually, I do. It just manifests itself in different ways, and not everybody has the same anxiety. Some people get very anxious if they're in a crowded room and they don't know anyone, you know, just because it's like a social type of atmosphere. Right, social anxiety. Then there's anxiety, which I developed after I got married, which is fear of flying. Oh, I was not afraid of flying before I got married. I went up in little planes. Yeah. I But someone told me, oh, it's because you got married and you care. And they mm-hmm. kind of okay. said, wait till you have kids. You're going to have even more anxiety. <laughs> oh, right. That makes sense. Right. No, true. You fear losing them or losing the relationship. Then there's this anxiety okay. that is just feeling overwhelmed and it kind of is a lot of it is can be situational versus just kind of I don't know where this is coming from because some people are just sitting there then all of a sudden they're struck with anxiety out of nowhere and they don't know what is kind of triggering it again I say oh your body remembers like you're you and so there was a lot of anxiety leading up to moving into my house And this is where we used to live. First and second night were very emotional for me. I actually had night terrors. Oh my gosh. That's how it manifests. Yeah, you told me about your night terrors. So that's how it manifests in you. Some of it. Well, yeah, it's like becomes like an outlet when you sleep. I experienced them when I was married. And then they went away when we separated. And then if I'm put in a very intensely stressful situation, like my mother and brother visited, and you might say, why is that stressful? It's a long story. I won't get into it. Yeah. During that month time that they were with me, I had three night terrors. And I knew it's just because I'm under duress, right? I'm under extreme stress. Right. There's PTSD associated with that. And so moving back in, it's like I'm having memories. Right. But I did this thing that my counselor recommended, which was kind of like anointing each room of the house. And so I went to the threshold of each room and I prayed out loud. I didn't Usually when I pray, I pray quietly in my head, but this one I actually voiced and I did it to every room. So that kind of feels good. Like I feel a little better, right, about that. And then there was just like a lot of things going on. There was a lot of projects happening. I had painters here, carpet getting installed. I live 40 minute drive away. Some other things happening. It just was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It was pretty stressful period now it's like okay you can relax and I'm trying not to tackle everything at once yeah I'm coming to visit but I'm like please don't get it complete house ready for me like don't worry about we all do that you know we all for having company we're like remodel the back bedroom you know like no right but I'm trying to say well just do one thing at a time I write down like the projects that I want to complete for just that day 
Right. Because I have to be considerate of how much physically I can do. I'm not the right. whirlwind Tasmanian devil I used to be. Yeah. I'm building back up to that. That's my goal, right? Right. I just am writing down, okay, what am I going to tackle today? I'm going to tackle these projects. And then we'll kind of go from there and things are coming along. It's just all the moves I've ever done, I'm usually unpacked and done in two days. This is definitely going to take longer. You said you do a call map, you're soothing one thing I try to remember to take magnesium because there are supplements that can help you okay help you in a way that actually cures you versus a lot of pharmaceuticals are just band-aids right I have magnesium and then there's this supplement lemon balm that I take that immediately chills you out it's very cool you're stressed your adrenals are working you need to calm everything down your nervous system is heightened I've brought her up before. It was a little meditation podcast called Happy Fun Chill Time. And she has these really nice little stories. They're only about like 10 minutes each. It's set to like there's some soft music playing. And it's just the way she tells her the little story is just very soothing and relaxing. And she has a great voice for this. So that's another thing. Like I will listen to those. As you're talking, I'm thinking as a follow-up to this podcast, we should do a post or something about our solutions for anxiety. And like I love your natural way of handling it through the supplements. I like the natural way. I'm not super natural. I'm kind of like a hybrid. I'm like, I believe in pharmaceuticals, but I also believe in the, the holistic way. I was hoping that in this podcast, we would also address that, not just like talking about our anxiety, yeah. like we're kind of whinging, but just to say, and these are kind of the things that we use, the tools and tips that we use to combat it or to ease it. Yeah, yeah. And they're working for me. But yeah, mine are the apps. The apps are definitely helping the relaxation apps, walking. Yeah. And just for me, I am on a small dose of an antidepressant. But if you rather approach it from a holistic way, you know, Em's got some suggestions too. Yeah, primarily just those two. Yeah. <laughs> Magnesium and lemon balm. Right. My thought of this podcast episode was to share you and I both do struggle with anxiety. What I realize is that I actually deal with it on a daily basis. And then how do we help with that? And one of the other things which when listening to the Manifesting podcast was that that has also really helped me because I do tell myself everything's going to work out. What if it's better than I think it's going to be? Everything will work out. Everything yeah. is okay. And also just staying positive because I notice that I have negative thoughts a lot and I catch myself and I say, why are you thinking these negative thoughts? I'm catching myself like faster and faster to put a stop in it before I think it for even, you know, 30 seconds. I cut yeah. it off at like 10 seconds. And I'm like, why are you thinking that? That's so negative. And then I tell myself something positive. Wow. And I say, focus on this instead. Because a lot of anxiety is the worry for the future. Hmm. Yeah. And so... It's like all these negative thoughts and then I'm having anxiety right. and then I'm trying to like say, no, stop it in its tracks. Stop this thought. It's not helping you. It only hurts you. So let's think something positive. Right. I was going to totally say that. So a lot of my anxiety is for the future. Honestly, out of everything I listed, the affirmations have been the most impactful. 
is easy is just scrolling through these affirmations, just reading them. Like that's all I'm doing. But because they're entering my brain, somehow they're manifesting. They're starting to take shape inside my brain. This one really resonated with me. It says, I release my ties to the outcome and trust in what will be. I can only do what I can do. And then I have to give it to God Mm -hmm. and just let it go. See, I want to control the outcome, right? I can't control the outcome. You have to trust. And literally just reading that thing a lot, Mm -hmm. it's manifested in me and I have peace, a lot more peace than I had before. I'm not saying I'm like totally anxiety free, but, and then when the anxiety comes on or the negative thought, I'm listening, I hear it, it's there. But like you said, you cut it off now after 10 seconds, right? That's the goal. So you can acknowledge it, let it go, let it happen, let you think about it, but try as soon as you can to go to something positive. Listen, I release my ties to the outcome and trust in what will be. It's that's huge. Right, Em, I'm with you on just the positive thinking. That has been the biggest impact for me in a positive way, in a good way. It's a great tool to use. It is. It's free. <laughs> it is. And it's readily there and it's easy. At first, because I definitely felt this and at times I still fight against it, is that it's going to feel so like ridiculous. It's like telling yourself to smile when you're crying, but just tell yourself it's going to feel fake and you're going to feel like I'm lying to myself. Everything's going to shit. But here I'm going to say everything's great. Everything's going to work out. Just keep telling yourself and eventually you start to turn a corner yes yeah because that's what i noticed is like it felt fake 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 oh fake oh and it just got that it's like i think i actually believe this because it's like the negative thoughts you keep telling yourself the negative thoughts well you believe that right whether it happened or not tell yourself positive thoughts it's literally that simply laid out it's not easy i'm not saying it's easy but i'm saying it's very simple it's not a complicated thing and if you do it on a consistent basis it will start to work consistency is the key yeah that's a big one i'm not sure what people's timelines are i only started really working on this since our challenge well no maybe only two or three weeks Mm -hmm. ago so i mean i know you were working on this back in december because you went visit your dad I visited him in October. So yeah, I've been working on it since probably maybe September. All I know is in the last couple weeks, it's started to change for me. Okay, so it's like, man, I've been kind of listening and thinking on these things and trying to practice these things since September. And now it's like, oh, but it's March. Folks, I've come a long way. Things take time. But also is to say, but what if I didn't start in September? another six months of your life is gone. Do you want to use it to try and like move yourself to another level, move yourself forward, or just kind of stay where you're at? Good comes out of bad. That's my, like, literally that's going to be on my tombstone. (laughs) Yeah, you say that a lot. I say it all the freaking time. (laughs) Okay, good comes out of bad. Bad is obviously my divorce, but the good coming from it is freaking A, I had to come out of the depths of hell initially. I was in shock for six months. And then once I came back, I have this opportunity 
I'm doing it literally out of self-preservation. So, you know, maybe you're not in that crisis situation. You're just married or not married and you're just living your life. Dude, this can really impact your family and it can impact your kids. You can be such an example to all those around you and you'll be better to live with. You'll be easier to live. People will be drawn to you, especially in your work. You might get a promotion or you'll Mm -hmm. increase sales. All this power of positivity, you don't have to be in crisis. Right. It's going to impact you in all your areas of life. I think I'd like to just sum up this whole episode is a lot of people do deal with anxiety. We shared some and it's something that I'm tired of having in my life because it makes you miserable. If you are someone that does struggle with it, know that one, and you probably already know this, that other people have it, other people deal with it. And there are some tips and tools, techniques that you can use, whether it's using some apps or listening to specific podcasts, or therapy, or supplements. I mean, I've done all of those, and I do still do all of those. It's just to kind of share this side of our life. We're trying to change this, and here's some of the ways that we are changing it. That's right, Em. Yep. I hope that summed it up good. It did. Not just a whinge fest. We're not just whinging. (laughs) Whinging? What's whinging mean? Whinging means like you're just like, wah. Yeah. Yeah. Pity party. What was me? Let me just complain. Yes, I shared some hard things in my life, but I'm not a victim. Okay. I'm not. I'm just dealing with it. Yeah. End of story. Know what I'm going to say next? (laughs) This was such a good podcast. (laughs) What a great episode. I don't get to listen to it till you guys get to listen to it. So I'm always looking forward to air date. I listen to it usually within the hour. I take a walk or get on the car and I listen to it two or three times. Dude, I'm like my biggest fan. <laughs> I'm our biggest. I, I want to leave a review for my, I love my show. I know we should. <laughs> I used to like, oh my God, this is so stupid. And then I would listen back to it. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Okay, so I even told you (laughs) I had went back and listened to Unpopular Opinions and I was like, this is so good. (laughs) And I texted you, I said, and it was really good. And so kind of sometimes I think, eh, I don't know if it's a great episode or I feel like, oh, this one was decent. or, But I listened back on some of them and I'm like, Actually, that was pretty good. And you do a good job editing. I Shout out to Em. She does all the work for the show. And I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. She's just wired this way. She's very tech savvy. <laughs> yeah. And you're good with your crap. Yeah. Anyways, but thank I know. It's like, I don't have to do it. No, tech thank savvy. you. Because you do edit it well. So our shows are good. You make them good by editing. Okay. So yeah. So for example, we've been recording for like an hour and I think 20 minutes. This is probably going to cut down to like 45 minutes. <laughs> right. So a lot of this will go. Get it all cleaned up and pretty for you guys. Right. So M does her thing and makes it great. So thank you, M. Oh, thank you. Again, thank you guys for leaving us a review. <laughs> Allie, which was back when we had our first giveaway. Allie, you won. Contact us. Email us at conservativechickchat at gmail.com. While we still have that email address and we're still I know. conservative chick chat or message us on Facebook. 
And Shar Shar, thank you for your review. We should send Shar a gift. I that's what I was so thinking. What Shar? Wait, Shar, what is your love language? Oh. You need to tell us what your love language is so we can love right. on you because Aww. I'm really appreciative of your review. I know. She's like our honorary third chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. everybody, uh talk to you later. That's it. Have a great week. Or Have a great day. Whatever. Have both. (laughs) Bye.